In May of 1987, Mark Twain, the uh, author and a brilliant, witty man that he was, uh, there was a rumour going around that he had died among the newspapers. And one newspaper reached out to Mark Twain and, and asked him if this was true, to which he replied, the reports of my death have been greatly exaggerated. It's funny, the same thing has been thought of Jesus over the last 2,000 years. So many theories have been raised to say that he didn't really die. The reports of his death were greatly exaggerated. There's the view that the disciples made it up. It was their way of uh, having some fame. Others say that he didn't die on the cross, he merely swooned. He feigned death. The Quran even says that it wasn't Jesus on the cross, but someone else who looked like him. Today's line of the creed says this, however, and he descended to the dead. Before, let's, before we look at the meaning and the application of this line, I just want to uh, clear up any confusion that might be raised. Some people might be thinking, hang on a second, doesn't the creed say, and he descended to hell? So the questions you may have are, did Jesus go to hell? Am I misquoting the creed? Has the creed been changed? And the answers to those questions are no, no, and kind of. So let's uh, go back. Before we kind of look at the application of this line, what it means for us, let's just clear up that confusion. Why do we sometimes hear it as uh, he descended to hell? First, let's remember that this creed wasn't originally written in English. It was written in Koine Greek. And what it says there is that Jesus went to Hades, or in English you might say Hades. This is just the biblical word for the place of the dead, both of the righteous and the unrighteous. It's simply a statement that he died, and died just like everybody else dies. As that came first through Latin and then into English, it picked up more than what was originally intended, and we ended up with the phrase that we probably know, and he descended to hell. But as I say, let's just remember that that word has some quite big connotations for us. Hell is where the unsaved, the unrighteous go. The original word was both, the, was both unrighteous and righteous. It was simply the place of the dead. And that really impacted the imagination of a lot of Christian thinkers, and it really influenced some doctrines in the Christian faith. This whole view of Jesus' descent into hell and what it must have been like for him in hell became quite visual. It influenced passages like 1 Peter 3, and suddenly people were saying, oh, Jesus went to hell and preached to spirits in hell. There's this doctrine that gets called the harrowing of hell as Jesus goes down. But as I say, I don't think that's what the creed was originally intending to say. I don't think that's what the Bible teaches either. So the answer is, the answer to the question, has the creed been changed? I say, kind of, but not changed from hell to dead. It was changed when it started being read as he descended to hell. The modern, more modern version, he descended to the dead, is a much more accurate translation of what is originally stated. <clears throat> so we've got that. We've understood that he descended to the dead is, is uh, better to go with. But what's the function of it? Why is this in the creed? What does it mean for us? Why must we declare that he descended to the place of the dead? 
And as well as this, isn't this obvious from the previous line? The previous line says, and he was crucified and died and was buried. He descended to the dead. So why does it say this? Well, it's really the same point that I made with the virgin birth. It's making this point that Jesus's human death was a normal human death. It's like the death that we die and is therefore essential to the good news of the Christian faith. The bad news which the gospel starts with is this, the wages of sin is death. That's what Romans 6 tells us. Sin deserves death. We stand before God as sinners and we deserve to die. The only way that curse can move from us is if it's taken from someone like us and taken wholly. If Jesus does not die like us, then he is not our substitute and that penalty still remains on us. Secondly, and very related to that, is that Jesus came to defeat death itself. It's not to just take away the punishment of sin, but also the power of sin. This was Jesus' mission. And so in the death of Jesus, in the true death, the fact that he descended to the dead shows us that through Jesus, we have the death of death in the death of Christ. The scene of Jesus lying there in that cold tomb with no life in his body, with no pulse, is a precious and essential scene in the Christian faith. How can I have confidence that Jesus can walk with me through the valley of the shadow of death? Because he's experienced more than death's shadow. He has gone to the place of the dead. But this scene of Jesus lying there by himself in that cold tomb isn't over yet. And on Tuesday, Andy's going to pick up where the story goes from there. But for now, let's just bear this in mind. Jesus, truly man, truly God, who came through a virgin birth, who was crucified and died, died fully. He wasn't unconscious. He didn't swoon. It was truly him lying there dead in that grave. Thanks for joining me on that cheery note. And uh, as I say, Andy will finish the story up for us on Tuesday. Thanks.